let's get started. Okay, are you ready, spaghetti? You know what? I'm ready, spaghetti. I'm. I mean, it gets dumber every time when we say that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll switch it up. I'll switch it up next time. I'll switch it up. I'll find another rhyming something. We'll, or we'll something. switch it up. We'll find a new theme song. Like it'll be a whole. Everyone will be like, "What is this?" The Revamped. Next time? The next time, <laughs> like, watch out. But are I know. we ready, spaghetti? We are ready, spaghetti. spaghetti. Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> so, so welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine, and I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about basically everything under the sun. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about politics. We talk about our feelings. We talk about what's wrong with the world. We talk about pop culture. Um, we are a very eclectic podcast. You can come to us for probably anything. Yep. You're like, well, why would they have an episode on like on, on that? You're like, we have, <laughs> we, we have it. I'm sure yeah. we have it or we will have it in the future. Uh, and this week we are going to be talking about our personal philosophies. Now oh, I'm Lord. sure to some people that might sound a little bit strange, but. And also boring, it's, but it's boring, not. <laughs> but it is not. So basically we're going to be talking about how we view the world, how it, our views of the world help us, how they shape our interactions. Mm-hmm. And then also how that conflicts with capitalism, how that conflicts with other um, worldviews, how that can be challenged. And I think this is a very useful podcast, especially in the time that we're in, where everyone is stressed the fuck out, Li- mm-hmm. literally learning how to navigate yourself and navigate a personal philosophy and ways of thinking is like the most important thing in the world. It's more important than your money. It's more important than <laughs> it really is. It's more, imp- it's just more important to have a clear mind and have like, or not necessarily a clear mind, but have like an idea of how to think because otherwise mm-hmm. it's a fucking mess. It's a mess. It's a it's a bad mess. And in these COVID times, like still in our third Ontario lockdown. Lord have mercy. Let's talk about your mental health. Let's talk about our personal <laughs> Oh Lord. Yeah. I mean, we had one thing that we were planning on getting started with, but like one of the things we can also get started with, because we just found out mm, about an hour or so ago, two hours ago, is that they uh gave out the verdict for the Derek Chauvin, 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 whatever. (laughs) He sure is. Um, (laughs) um, The verdict on the trial for uh, Derek Chauvin, who was the guy who, who, uh, yeah, uh, who was the man who uh, murdered George Floyd, the former cop. And so, anyway, uh, Carmen had an existential crisis at that time but anyway go ahead i was gonna say carmen if there is an instance where i am murdered by police we should say i'm black carmen is mexican yeah Carmen, i want you to personally execute the person i, I will oh you oh. think i wouldn't you think i wouldn't it's you on tape i wouldn't you'll have their face personally execute it's happening it's happening i'm going punisher mode actually speaking of which my mother messaged me uh, cause I was telling her, cause I, yesterday guys, my friends, I had my first panic attack in two years. I was oh. on the subway and I uh, didn't make it to my destination and had to walk home halfway to my destination because I couldn't get back on the subway. Cause I had so much anxiety. Um, spicy, very spicy. Probably related to me leaving my house after they said that cops could do whatever they wanted. Anyway. So my mom messaged me and she said, I was going to text you yesterday to make sure you had your cell phone and to let me or Catherine know where you're going when you leave the house uh, so that we can all take care of each other. And uh, so I just, she was like, because I just, I need to know that you, you are all safe. So she just wants, she's obviously put you and herself in charge of making sure where I am at all times. 
Well, you know, I don't care where you are. Um, <laughs> like, and she was like, just to make sure we know that you made it safe. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So she, she was like, so, you know, just like have your information ready. So anyway, that's where my mom's at. I'm going to fully be anonymous. Like my sisters both are like, put me on your find, find my friends. I want to be on your find my friends. And my sister, one of my sisters will regularly stalk my other sister or be like, I wonder what she's doing there. And <laughs> no. I'm like, no, you're not having my, if I'm in a ditch, you're not finding out. So I'm really glad I don't have an iPhone because you can't do that shit with mine. Well, anyway, so, so yeah, with the um, verdicts, I think the uh, existential crisis you were having was you're so happy this man is being thrown in yeah. jail, but you also think jail is terrible. Yeah. So there was this uh, tweet that I actually shared, um, um, put up by somebody I've mentioned before, Kalechi, also known as Kalechnikov. And she posted, I want prisons to not exist, but I also want Derek Chauvin to uh, serve 15 million years. I will unpack this in due course. (laughs) And that's like all it says. And I was like, yeah, I can hold both in my, I hold both feelings. So I'm like, man, jails are awful, but also like, fuck you. Jails are awful, but I also like, I'm against the death penalty, but I think (laughs) I should be able to enact enact the death penalty whenever I see fit you I'm telling you right now I said to Carmen when I'm a dictator watch out like uh, I should be able to decide me specifically or you should have one citizen a year oh for the (laughs) love but it's me every year like employee of the month and I get to decide who dies well I don't think that will go well I mean (laughs) what could go wrong (laughs) oh yeah but uh oh the other thing we were going to discuss um so for anybody we will be doing a full episode on this but uh Catherine and I have been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is the new Marvel show um which takes place post Captain America being Captain America and kind of like when he retires know, yeah to become yeah. president Joe Biden <sighs> yeah yeah actually <laughs> if you listen to our Marvel episode from like way before where I mentioned that my favorite line in a Marvel show or in a Marvel movie ever was when uh, in, in Thor Ragnarok, they allude to the prison industrial complex, Um, you know, and like, I don't like the S word. I don't like the S word. Uh, slaves or it's like it's like yeah. what, what did he say yeah and they're like yeah and then he's like slaves. slaves and he's like no no I don't like the s word and she's like fine the prisoners, prisoners with, jobs. with jobs which like I loved but uh Marvel has now uh, uh thrown away any form of they allude to not now it's in your face they don't need to allude to anything they're saying it with their chest and uh recently there's been a lot of conversation on that show about justice and like fighting for a better humanity and there was a whole speech given by this one man on the show that like took me all the way out because it was just this idea of like, why are you fighting for a country that refuses to fight for you? Like what self-respecting human does that? And I was like, you know, and it's kind of the moral struggle between like, do I fight for people who will never have my back? Or do I just like let things just, just be like, fuck it, just do it just you know let them let them fight you know and so what do you do which I feel like I mean I can kind of guess where Catherine's at so oh where am I at what do you think I think you're more of a let them fight no I'm not um because you're never gonna fucking get here's the thing in as for context in this in this story in this Marvel story like this character was like tortured by the American government and so obviously he, and he's black and like 
his whole storyline is basically an allusion to the um, Tuskegee experiments that happened mm-hmm. in real life. But, you know, obviously in this case, it's super soldiers instead of syphilis. <laughs> anyway, um, but he's very bitter and and rightfully so. And mm-hmm. he's just like, why would we, why would anyone, why would a black person fight for America when America doesn't give a shit about them? But then mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, like the character of Sam, who he's talking to is like, well, what's the point of all this suffering if we're not going to keep fighting mm-hmm. and it's like i'm more of actually a what's the what's the point right. of the suffering if you're not going to like try to make the world a better place you can't just like lay roll over and let these <laughs> white people win you cannot you simply <laughs> cannot you must persevere part of the black experience is perseverance and so for me i'm more of on the line of i'm not on the line of like if you're bitter you're blah or i mean if you're not well whatever but i'm not on the line of um thinking that you should just not care we know a certain someone who's like that <laughs> but like i feel like that goes on, on into the like line of thinking where it's like i don't vote because i don't care about like who right. cares what's what's the point of voting like there's always a point there's always a point because you know what we live here right now <laughs> like what are you talking about that's like saying oh if there's roaches in your apartment like what's the point like one day like it doesn't matter like it's just it's like if they're roasting your apartment roasts are gonna live somewhere like what are you talking about you live here yeah you live here you have yeah. to make your space good yeah I agree actually yeah that was kind of that was kind of where I was having my existential crisis because I one of my personal beliefs uh which is funny because my mother is a huge revolutionary and she doesn't believe in this Mm-hmm. Uh, neither does her husband is a uh, prison abolition i am trying to get well, don't believe in that no because <sighs> they both say that they experienced uh people who uh for example tortured for fun you know what there here's the thing I, it's not <laughs> that i don't think prisons have a place a point but it's like majority of people who are in prison are not serial killers yeah. or or like psychos who like torture people for fun most people in prison are people who like stole a cookie or like stole a bag of weed and then yeah. were in prison for eight years like there's yeah. there's there's no of course in most people being in prison <laughs> we should abolish dumb crimes being the ones yeah i know or uh the partner that i uh you know, have who um, also did time in jail, who is very not for uh, abolition either, which surprised me given the traumatic stories I've heard, because he was also like, I met a lot of teenage child molesters. <laughs> I was like, what? Apparently there's a lot of teenage child molesters in jail. And I was like, I didn't need to My mother said, they start young. <laughs> they start young. I was, so, a, you know. I was a teenage girl. And then we had a friend who had a boyfriend who'd said something about, um, let's, I mean, am I exposing? I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but he said nothing is more sexy or more attractive than a 16 year old girl. Mm. And my, my, I told my mother this and she said, well, they start young. <laughs> Exactly. But like, I have a really hard time in, in, I want to believe in prison abolition in my soul, in my heart, in my spirit. But there are certain moments where like, obviously, logically, to me, it makes sense to want a world where prisons don't exist and where there's rehab and there's like restorative justice as opposed to just like throwing someone away. Because I think that that's, it just makes more sense. And it's the compassionate thing to do. And I think humanity can, you know, like learn from their mistakes. Yes, but also when the lady who murdered Selena ends up anywhere in my line of sight, I'm like, let her rot, let her rot. 
let her stay there. In fact, it's safer for her in there because the second she gets out, a Mexican will murder her. Oh, so oh her my stay. God. If I was her, I'd be like, please keep me. Please, please keep me. <laughs> like stay, me. stay the fuck in there. Rot. But that's not a principled way of looking at things. So yeah. with this verdict that happened, I was like both very relieved because I was like, thank the Lord. But then I'm also just like, but Carmen, if you're principled, you shouldn't want anybody to go to jail. You should show compassion for everyone. And then I feel like a fraud. And then I feel like I don't actually believe in what I believe in. And then I get very worried. And then I have an existential crisis. See, I'm of the belief that you can hold two thoughts in your mind. You can have two truths in your mind. You can believe that it is like a compassionate thing to want to abolish prisons. And you can also believe that there are some people who actually do deserve it. <laughs> we can, so hard. And, and it's not hard. You just hold the two things in your mind and then you put them together and say, we need to modify prisons. <laughs> What's the word? Not renovate. Um, restructure the prison system. Yeah. We need to make it so people aren't thrown in jail for things like theft or like, like really you stole some boo hoo, like it's property. <laughs> Who cares? You didn't hurt any. I mean, obviously there are versions of theft where you actually do hurt people, but if you're like stealing like something from a grocery store, you shouldn't have any right. sort of um, jail time. Or if you're breaking a rule that like, uh, like, or you know, like, you know, one of those things where it's like, if you walk in this area, you can get a thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Why? <laughs> no, you should not be able to find me for something like that. Or because it's just like most of those just like corporate nonsense. And then if you, you know, murder and rape a bunch of like little kids, then you go to jail. <laughs> like there should yeah. be a line. It, how much physical harm happens to people or mental harm? Like there's right. plenty of billionaires or people who are like on Wall Street or whatever who should go to fucking jail. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe I think, more of a re rehabilitative sort of service, but they still should have some sort of right. I guess for me, it was one of those things where like, I, I mean, I watch a lot of true crime. So, you know, people going to jail has always kind of been like the, the justice goal? piece, like the goal to like find who murdered these people. Yeah. Um, but I remember over the summer, um, there's this organization called the Toronto Preserves Rights project and they had like a panel discussion on prison abolition and they were saying very clearly like it was around the time when it was actually I think around the time when the George Floyd thing actually happened mm -hmm. and they were like well if you believe in prison abolition you can't just say some prisoners because what's going to end up happening is that reform never works I like mean, reform hasn't worked and so if we say mm, only some people disproportionately speaking based on the society we live in it's always going to be black people it's always going to be poor people uh, and they're true. like and they're like, so when you're looking at something like George Floyd and there's people going like, oh, we need like a guilty verdict, blah, blah, blah. They need to go to jail. It's like, well, if you're going to be honest and principled about prison abolition, you shouldn't want anyone to go to jail. And they're like, we get why people want people to go to jail. And they're like, and we know that there needs to be structures in place so that you, it's not Arkham. You can't just let people run wild. Arkham's you know? not a jail, it's an asylum. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Isn't it a jail? No, it's Arkham Asylum. So what's the, the jail? Just a jail? Yeah, it's, they don't have a jail. They just have a loony bin. That's because everyone that Batman beats up is mentally ill. That's why. 
that's awful. He's awful. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, you can't, we're not, it's not about like saying everybody gets to run free now. Like that's obviously not, it's just about putting systems in place so that these people can't cause harm. Yes. I mean, that's true. We need a lot more preventative measures. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but like, I think it was in Germany or somewhere where they made it so people who are pedophiles, if they say to their therapist that they're having these sort of like thoughts, mm-hmm previously and in most places if they say that to their therapist their therapist has to report them yeah but they made it so they couldn't report them for saying something like that and Mm -hmm. so these people were actually able to talk about it and Mm -hmm. then the rates of children getting molested went down (laughs) so like yeah because people got support for their fucking weird ass shit yeah and and so like like, if we want children not to be molested we the answer isn't harsher jail times the answer is help the pedophile before they <laughs> murder rape kill a kid and leave them in a in a river you know yeah i know and so that's so it's hard because i i think like my automatic feeling and one of my i want to believe in abolition it's just hard when we live in a society that's like so the polar opposite of yeah. that because we live in a society that for hundreds of years we live in a society <laughs> You know, hundreds of years, hundreds of years, it's been like punishment equals justice, mm-hmm. which isn't actually thousands true. of years since the hammer yeah, yeah, yeah. code, baby. Yeah. So prison or like, yeah, that punishment equals justice. When in fact, I've actually talked to a lot of like people who have survived like sexual violence and stuff, and they're like, yeah, when my perpetrator went to jail, it was like, oh, they can't do this to other people for a certain amount of time, but it's like it doesn't take away what they did to me. And it doesn't take away the trauma and it doesn't take away like all the stuff that happened. And like, it's great, but also like the system also is really strange and, and convoluted and all the other stuff. Yeah, so it's complicated, but you know, here's a point that I would like to raise to you. <laughs> uh, girl, who said you have to be principled all the time? No one. Like who, what standard, <laughs> whose standard are you holding yourself to? You are not, a, okay, listen, I think these, these are important discussions to have and I'm glad we have them, but we are not lawmakers. You and I are not judges. We're not in this like actual system. We can have less, less principled ideas about certain things even no. and, and acknowledge them being unprincipled because you and I are not fucking set, like passing any sentences. <laughs> like We're not actually actively working in prison abolition if we were then i would I say then we need to really examine all these thoughts but as like lay people in this <laughs> we can just say hey fuck you i hope you rot in jail i hope someone assaults you in prison <laughs> i hope i hope you go to solitary confinement you can say that <laughs> about someone like i don't know why john wayne gacy came to my mind yeah. he's, not, he's not alive <laughs> john i'm sorry anyway uh, <laughs> but my point is you can allow yourself as a person lay person to have less principled thoughts especially if you're acknowledging it and you're also like like i for example i'm like listen i don't if i was in the position to pass the sentences i would not want like to give someone unharsh unfair or whatever right but again i'm not i'm not doing that (laughs) i mean i guess you're right Yeah. But then it's also like working to find ways to like, so for myself, I think I'm trying to strive towards at least acknowledging all the stuff that's going on. And instead of being one of those people who's like, well, I don't know about alternatives. I'm trying to like read about alternatives. Like I'm trying to read about alternatives and things that have worked. And I'm reading a lot of like 
anarchist books um, that have been helpful because I, I'm kind of sitting there going like, does this even work? Like, does this even happen? And I'm finding that there are communities that have found things easier. And it's like they said, like police haven't existed forever. No, they have So not. there are alternatives to policing. Yes. So. It's very complicated, especially though, because like, here's the thing. We have police is the point. We have that idea. Yes. No, no, my, no, no. But I mean, like, when you introduce an idea into a society, it's a lot harder to remove it. So for people to wrap their heads around the idea of I no know. police is very oh. difficult because we've had police as long as we've been alive. And when we look at like stuff from the like 1800s, guess what? They had police. They were not the same kind of police that we have today. I think people think when they think they have, when they have an idea of something, they think it's continued that way all throughout right. history. No. Police in like the, like, 1910 were like they just had silly hats and they didn't know what they were doing which i mean is actually never mind that hasn't changed uh <laughs> but <laughs> my point is the idea of police exists and it is ingrained in our society now so people are, will have a very very difficult time even when they're coming up with alternatives even when they say oh we're anarchists blah 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 coming up with alternatives with that idea so already hard. baked in your head very so hard well that's why with prison abolition one of the main things that they say is you need to kill the cop in your head oh do they oh girl i'm right Wait, where's my book <laughs> where's my book oh my god yeah they're always like you need to kill the cop in your head because there's like a yeah because it's the same thing with like you just assume you're always going to hope that punishment equals justice like that's how we've been built and sorry so, it's in the foundations like the asbestos is here it's <laughs> it's in the walls i'm so sorry yeah that's why they're like that's why that's like the main thing that they say they're like the first step towards abolition is killing the cop in your oh my head. god oh my god i just thought about it for a second <laughs> and i have like philosophies from like a book like <laughs> i'm so smart uh, <sighs> anyway and for you my friend you have i'm about to put on my hood i'm gonna turtle because you have your stuff to talk about which makes me sure nervous okay i don't know i don't know why because it's not like i'm like <laughs> pushing anything on you but i think absolutely even, not just thinking about it makes even me thinking anxious about it upsets you okay so in terms of personal like ideas that are important to me i'm a kind of i've said it on this podcast i think before and we've joked about it but like whenever i'm stressed and i'm feeling like the world is caging in on me i'm like i mean nothing I am a piece of dust on a ball of dirt rocketing around a ball of fire that itself is rocketing through empty space. Who cares? <laughs> I'm going to die. Everyone I know is going to die. The planet is going to be engulfed when the sun explodes and the universe will die. It, who cares? Who cares? Nothing, literally nothing matters. Everything that's ever happened has happened on this one planet. I mean, everything that's relevant to us has mm -hmm. happened on this one planet and the planet's going to die anyway. Who gives a shit and that makes me feel I just like whew, I just oh there's no embarrassment anymore there's no feelings of whatever because like I'm gonna die who cares and I love it and I think uh, there's a term for this which is like I think some people call it optimistic nihilism or sunny mm. nihilism where you get to the point where you're like nothing matters and then you go hey, hey nothing matters and <laughs> that's how I go through life generally speaking now I will acknowledge that like this doesn't work all the time because we live in a society. I'm gonna clip in that Joker clip right here. <laughs> we live in a society. But um, we do live in a society where like everything around us tries to make us think that the material world that we live in right now matters so much mm -hmm. and it doesn't. And so sometimes you will have moments where 
you'll get like stressed out about something but then i come back to my 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 chill and i feel better the only thing that i do think i mean again my philosophy is kind of just when you um strip them down they just become buddhism basically but <laughs> the only thing that i think actually matters is suffering is pain is discomfort and the and why i participate in society and don't just like lie in the street cuz i'm going to die one day is because <laughs> i would like to be comfortable during my time as a meat sack on this floaty rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. So I do care about like jobs and money and my future and things like that, but it doesn't weigh me down in the way I think it does some mm. people. And like a lot of things don't weigh me down the way they do other people. Cause my main goal in life is comfort. My main goal in life is chill. Like right. when I think about my goals in terms of like property or like things like that, I'm just like, I would like a bathtub with feet Yeah. Uh, one day. And I'd like, like a, a small greenhouse. Like these are the things that I care about. <laughs> I, and I'll have to obviously work like financially to get there, but it's just not that deep. It's not that big a deal. When I see these people on Instagram or like other social media sites that are like, you got to strive to win, to be the best. Blah, oh, blah, I can't deal blah. with I'm that. Like, I can't no, deal with that. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I do not think so. I'm like, Yo, that hustler mentality is bad. That hustler is mentality is awful. Toxic. It's awful. It's so scary. Also, I'm like, when people are like, you're worth nothing, um, blah, blah, blah. Or you know what? Regular people, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to be a regular person. Everyone is a regular, regular person. person. I'm sorry. That's... You shit and piss like everybody else. You <laughs> came out of some lady's um, tummy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every person is a regular person. Mm -hmm. person and when people have these ideas about themselves as if like oh I'm so much better than someone else because oh I I get up at 4 a.m and I hustle and I'm like you're gonna die Ew. of a stress-related disease and I'm gonna be chilling in my greenhouse <laughs> like well, this yeah. is this I is feel like absurd I, I also feel like we are taught that from a young age because remember in middle school how hard sorry Caitlin how hard like people <laughs> <laughs> people would play sports Oh my God. Well, I think and you and I were, and you and I were standing there and we were like, it's not, it's, it's, a, not that it's deep. a game. It's where there's literally it means not nothing that deep. I've every, like <laughs> we had this thing called, we pro again, we probably mentioned this before, but we had this thing called the fall classic where we had this, like, it was mm. like a one kilometer run or one mile yeah. or something. And uh, every year in middle Walk. school, uh, <laughs> everyone's running our friend, Caitlin winning won. the race. She won one year. <laughs> And Carmen and I walked it every year. And the yeah, like teachers at the shakes. end would be like, come on, girls, let's go. And we're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I getting something for this? Are you getting do we have to do this? Am I get a grade? No? Is this, is this part of, yeah, exactly. Is this part of my grade? No, I just have to finish. Well, I guess we're walking. Here we are. Yeah. Guess we're walking. We, we didn't even pretend to jog. We walked <laughs> We just walked. We're like, no, no, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I like the idea of nihilism. I was recently, like, I remember I was talking to this girl. She um, grew up in a very religious household and like her parents are both pastors and she, um, yeah, she grew up in like small town Ontario and she, and her and I were talking because she, she was like, I'm a pacifist. And I was like, that's bullshit. Um <laughs> it's fine but that's bullshit and I was telling her and I was like well that's because you have the privilege of being a pacifist because some people have to protect themselves and their families when people are coming for them but mm. I'm glad that you feel that way and I was like I'm glad you're not going to go to war or something and so you know we were having conversations she's like yeah well I feel like a lot of activists like you know I feel like I'm an idealist and like I get I get 
talked down to a lot for like seeming like an idealist. And I was like, don't ever in your life allow an activist of any kind to tell you that idealism is bad. And I was like, you know why? Because if an activist is telling you that they're a realist or that they're not an idealist, they're full of fucking shit. What's the fucking point of being an activist? No, you're not an activist unless you believe that there is a better place. Like, like it, exactly. that there is a, like there. So, so actually an act of being an activist and an idealist goes hand in hand. Like, and I was like, so if anybody makes you feel bad for being considered an idealist, they're lying to you. It's yeah. bullshit. They're just a man who's an asshole. I'm telling exactly. you, listen. I'm exactly. I, the person who said that to her was a man without 100%, question. 100%. 100%. Without question. Yeah, it's because there's. I've met so many in my life where you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's going on here? And it's just that <laughs> they're a man and it just turned, I don't want to be too like, anyway, uh, but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it's only men who say that. I've never met a woman activist who's like, well, you shouldn't be idealistic. Cause like even what the ones who are slightly jaded will still have that like core of idealism. Of course. But like the men who become activists become activists because they think it's cool. Yeah, but there's also this idea that like emotion not not okay, oh. not all men. But <laughs> but like there's like a large here's the thing. I just don't want don't want to cut you off, but like we all know who I'm talking about. The guy with the ponytail, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> the brochalist? Like, the guy who comes into literally every version of any sort of literally you will find some alt-right asshole who is this guy. Like every version of every group knows this guy. Who's just They're called like, brochalists in yeah, nice circles. But, but like, yeah, there's brochalists, <laughs> but there's also just like the idea of just like, hell yeah, what are your being idealists or the well actuallys of the world? Like, they yeah. exist everywhere. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. And I also think that there's this inherent like misogyny that comes with it because there's this idea mm -hmm. that like realism equals logic, whereas idealism equals emotion. And so and emotion is bad. It's bad because it's, it's feminine. Um, it's, it's, it's weak. It's a lady feeling. <laughs> it's a lady feeling. You can't feel feelings because then mm -hmm. what do you, except for anger, that's the only feeling you're allowed to feel. Yeah. It's very interesting like, that, like, because a lot of these spaces, not sorry, I'm cutting you off again, but like, because a lot of these spaces, I'm not going to stop, but uh, because a lot of these spaces are masculine spaces, or at least they started as masculine spaces, mm -hmm. they have a lot of masculine um, coding and ideas built in. So like, well, actually, activism is not didn't start as an as a masculine space it just got co-opted by it men co-opted by men and because it got co-opted by men feelings um like compassion and things like that went out the window and anger stayed in <laughs> yeah I think that's a huge thing so that's one of the things that I'm like really that I find really funny because I think there's this whole idea with any sort of like even activism or wanting to make the world a better place that like emotions have no role in it like emotions have nothing to do with like why, which I'm just like, what do you mean? I actually have a quote by the love of my life who is problematic. Uh, che Guevara. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't my it love. funny that he's white? No, uh, let's not You don't think that. about it, but... He is. He's white. He was a, a white Argentinian, which yeah. Carmen, it's the only one I love. <laughs> it's the only one I accept in my sphere. There's maybe one or two other people, but... So it says... He says, the true revolutionary is guided by strong feelings of love. These feelings of love are a driving force in revolutionary life. The love is not just expressed to a few people, but rather towards humanity. We must strive every day so that this love of living humanity will be transformed into actual deeds, into acts that serve as examples, as a moving force. 
And like, how many of these brochalists have him on their t-shirts? But like, when you tell them, like, you know, he was guided by love, right? Not by like, logic. Righteous indignation. Um, So I I really don't understand that, but it is really hard. Also, there's this idea that like, that like emotion and logic are separate when they're And they're not. Like, they're Thanks, the same. Enlightenment. They come from the they come from the same spot. <laughs> like I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I, I actually want to touch on um capitalism now. Because everything that we talk about always comes up against capitalism. <laughs> Guillotines and, like, are oh, a thing. It's so because I want to talk about well, I'm not gonna fully talk about it on the, the episode, but like something that happened even today. Whereas for all that I'm like, it's okay, I'm chill, blah blah blah. I try to maintain chill throughout most of my life everything that I do is trying to excavate bad feelings from my body or from uh-huh. like ha- having them around me so I could just be chill but like today for example <laughs> I fully cried because of like a financial thing that I didn't expect mm. um and like it happened and I was just like not prepared for it and so I like totally cried and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll cut it out of the I'll, I'll tell you right now so basically <laughs> what it was was um and by the end like I wasn't crying but I wasn't not crying. I was like <laughs> slightly misty. And yeah. uh, if they were paying attention and they saw it with my mask, my, my mask and glasses probably ha- saved me, but I got kind of misty. That's very and, fair. Um, I fully kind of just like let slow cried in the car home. <laughs> and then I cried when I got home. And then when I, after I cried, I was like, I'm fine. That's not that big a deal financially. It's no big deal. But I just wasn't expecting it. And it made well, yeah. me cry. It's and very so stressful. It's like, so it's like for all that you were like, I'm like, I'm chill. I'm this and that. Yo, capitalism and how you have to have money to like do stuff is right. Oh, also, I I know because you sent me the video, but also it's very clear. We are racialized women who uh, are are, uh, the offspring of immigrants. Oh, I am actually an immigrant. So um, yeah, you're, 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 yeah. It's a funny place to be in. I remember once my uh, Mr. Dubay. Sorry, we should explain the video. (laughs) There was a video. There was a video where maybe we'll post it to our, our thing, but like it's this girl talking about like, listen, fuck capitalism, but I'm a child of immigrants. I I didn't come here. My parents didn't come here for me to be broke. Yeah, so, it so, is what like, it is. You know. Like, like to be on like I and I know this is internalized capitalism, but sometimes I see parents who like work their asses off two to three jobs for their kids mm-hmm. to be here and be little shits who like didn't graduate Ugh. didn't do any sort of like That's don't have thing. good jobs still live in their parents basement still if, mooch if i if i sin the biggest i sin. came here made like worked five jobs for some piece of shit who didn't even like go to like university i would be at the same time as being like listen everybody can choose their own life everybody can do their own path everybody can blah 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 at the same time Time. (laughs) excuse me excuse you like that is to me the biggest it's the biggest (sighs) sin to me when I see people like and obviously like health things ungrateful it's ungrateful because there are health things that come up and like other stuff that comes up that like can make it difficult but 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 when there are people who are capable of doing more than their parents did and they don't, I'm just like, ungrateful. what do you mean? Um, so, you know, internalized capitalism, because like, it's just how we are instead of just being like, actually, this person is just like sticking it to the man in their own way. Whereas yeah. for us, we're just, I also didn't, my mom didn't raise me to be broke. Yeah. She didn't. And I remember Mr. Dubay, 
um, who was one of our teachers, I remember I was talking to him and he's like, well, you sound like he was making fun of me. And he was like, well, that sounds like communism. And I was like, yeah, because communism's great. And he was just like, he's like, well, how do your parents feel about that? And I was like, my mom has been raising me like this since I was in the womb. And he's like, but let me ask you something. Does your mom own property? And I was like, yeah, she does. We live in Canada. What do you want her to do? Listen, I'm sorry. We'll get to the utopian society in 2845. But like at the (laughs) moment, I need a place to live. I don't know what to say. Like, like, exactly. I was just like, I can both hate private property and understand that private property is a demon. Like the concept of private property while also wanting my own condo. Literally. And like, it's like, like if I had, so here's the thing. I fucking hate landlords. I think they're monstrous. Scum, of, like, scum like, of the earth. But like, if I had an extra apartment that I owned, like I'm renting it out. Yeah, because my whole <laughs> thought behind it, my whole thought behind it was like, if I ever owned a place, I could just like rent it for actually a fair price. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If I was a landlord, I would be a good landlord. But like landlord, like, like literally the fact that so much money is like, the, the people who have the real money are people who fucking own the place property and can oh, just like it rent it bad. out and like literally landlords are all scum they're all scum they're without, all scum but like it, hey it would be good to make an exception. income but it's also good to be able to like make an income that way or like pay yeah. some of your bills that way like i know quite a few people who own a place and they bought a place as an investment but they also live there yeah. so they live there but they like rent out other rooms to people so that they mm-hmm. can afford to live there And like, I don't feel, I don't necessarily feel the same way about those types of landlords than I do the like property, the the, like companies that own all these places where my ass is sitting here going, I personally feel like I need to buy a place, Mm -hmm. not because I believe in private property, but because I don't want to get like, you know, I don't want to get like gentrified out of my, (laughs) out of my apartment. Certainly I don't want to get renovicted. I don't want to like it's Carmen, don't it's even the word. It stresses me out. I know. I know. Knock and we're with the knock on and we're with the same rental company, Catherine Let's and shut I. The so. fuck up, Carmen. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Then we're probably fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Okay. They make too much money off of us. So oh, they make so much money. Uh so that's why I'm just like, yeah, it's hard. We live in the society where like we're all walking contradictions, but I think we also live in a society that like a hundred percent. Um, puts out in social media and in general this idea of perfectionism and that we need to be perfectly principled perfect perfect in every way in our looks in our principles and like everything and like I've noticed it as well now that I'm doing more like a lot of my social media is a lot more of like my grief talks and my like disability justice stuff like the people come out here asking me the most like asinine and also invasive questions because they want to find a flaw so that they can be like you can't teach on this because you are flawed and you're just sitting there going like fucking crazy I'm like are you well we're in a pandemic and you're (laughs) sitting here going like who gives you the right to teach about disability and I'm like people people are but fucking nanas when you see listen literally okay i remember i saw a post the other day and it was like about like some sort of financial something and someone was like you can make this much money a year or whatever it's just like something whatever mm-hmm. it was like about coding or something um and then in the comments that i saw everyone was like actually the amount you said isn't correct if you made that much money a month this is how much money you would make a year and the person just did like an estimate of how much you would make per year and like every comment was just correcting that person and like every time I see anything online if someone says anything slightly wrong not even related to social justice at all but just like anything at all (laughs) grammar 
grammar. They will, people will like eviscerate them because they're like, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I know something you don't. When, no, of course the fuck you're not. You, number one, you're on a comment thread. You're not better than anybody. Um, <laughs> but like the people who like come after you or people who come after like anybody who says anything slightly wrong or maybe has in the past, especially when people pull up receipts from someone mm-hmm. saying something mildly, like, I don't know, ableist in 2011. Like, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, we live in a world <laughs> that like values perfectionism to the point where now nobody's looking for you to succeed. I feel like most oh, people- no, they are looking for your downfall. They are yeah, for your downfall. they want to find that typo. They want to find that like error. So that's why when I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, who are you to ask me mm-hmm. how I have the right to talk about things like disability? And I'm like, first of all, I, not all disabilities are visible. So that's your own internalized ableism. Thank you very much. And second of all, um, now I have to like make a post about my own struggle so that I can stop getting questions about like, who are you? And I'm just like, but do you have to, or do you feel pressure? Well, no, to? I feel that I should do it because I started to think about like, what if people feel unsafe coming to the talk no, or having the conversations because they feel like, oh, it's this able-bodied person who- That is um, a valid thing, but like at the same time- you do know, some people just take spaces. Like whenever a white person goes true, on and true, on, true, true, true. goes to black people going like, I don't understand why you like Nation of Islam. You should like communism. Have you oh. heard of my- Anyway, that, that, that is true. <laughs> and that is a fair point. But at the same time, a lot of what people do is that they want you to say something. So you say something again. And then like the next time you like try to defend yourself, maybe you'll slip up and you'll say right. something wrong That's or blah, true. blah, blah. But, and like, obviously if, because you're talking about disability, disclosing that you are also a disabled person is something I think is just like, you probably did anyway. I feel like you probably did it. Yeah, anyway, I would have, and when we would have had that, but also when we would have had the conversation in the group, that's one of the first things we say. Because yeah. all of my posts are are never like when you have a disability. It's always like when we have disabilities or we as racialized people. Like I'm not sitting here. You know what I mean? Like it's really. I think it's really awful, and that's one of the things. Like I'm trying to much like Che talks about like love, love of humanity, and like compassion. I'm trying to be one a more compassionate person. And like a more understanding person, but I'm also, it's very hard to do. Um, it is, but like, because- here's the thing. Here's, here, let me give you a gift. You know that gif of that woman being like, oh, irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in your mind. Have that being at the forefront of your mind. When someone's like, uh, who's, what, you're able-bodied, you don't know anything, you're a disgusting person, blah, blah, blah. Or how, why are you saying that you think that you're able right. to blah, 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 what are your qualifications? And being like, tell me what your qualifications are. What is it? Blah, blah, blah. Number one, those are tactics used by fucking assholes who train in this shit. Yeah. And I'm not joking. It's like, 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 as an example, trolls. Like, like trolls, but trolls like men's rights activists, all these people who are like deliberately contrarian and who do this on the internet, they are, I bet you none of the people they asking have lives. you that, they don't have lives, but I bet you none <laughs> of the people asking you those questions actually had any interest in going to your thing. Yeah, probably. Every That's single one of those people are probably just like looking for a place to troll. And so the first rule, the first rule of the internet is don't feed the trolls. It's It should be yeah, in a stone plaque above <laughs> That should be our over, that should be our overarching uh, It should be a monument. It should be (laughs) like in a carved on the side of mountains. Don't, don't feed the trolls. Like it's literally the first rule of the internet and people do not understand it. So again, oh, irrelevant. If someone came to you like being like, hi, like you, here's the thing. When sincerity is there, you know, it's there. And when it's not, you know, it's not. So do not listen to fucking (laughs) asshole. That's true. Cause I also feel like I recently... 
I heard this through like some of the talks and stuff I do. And somebody basically like asked, asked permission to join our racialized groups, but was racialized, but like didn't appear so. Yeah. Like, but they were like, they are, but they didn't appear so. But like, also there's like all of this colonialism that comes with things like the one drop rule and blood quantum, especially with indigenous people and like what that means and like how that's been really destructive to communities and God, blood quantum sounds cool. Blech. But yeah, so Doesn't it, was, it like of all the it's, terms. No, it sounds great, it's but it's also term. awful. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I know. But I'm just, I mean, that's why they named that movie Blood Quantum because quantum, they're like, yeah. it's the best racist term I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, exactly. But that so it was cool. one of those things where like my friend and I had that conversation and we were like, first of all, who the fuck gets to tell you? Like who, who on God's green earth has the right to be like, what's your blood quantum? <laughs> Yeah, like, right. like I let's literally I was like if somebody ever said that to me I would be like go suck my nuts like you know like, like fuck you and like just the fact that like people are denied access to things because it's like well yeah. you're not enough of whatever and or anyway, you look black yeah it's like um yeah yeah so, yo, if you're half if you're ha- literally if you're half black it doesn't matter where your what your other half is it becomes irrelevant so that's why i'm i just anyway i just my whole thing is that i know i know which is where my own kind of nihilism panic happens because i'm like nothing is going to change in my lifetime i'm never going to do enough my main concern is always i'm never doing enough and it's very funny because having revolutionaries all around me i When I tell my mom, I never feel like I'm doing enough. I always feel guilty. I always feel like I could do more. And I just never feel like I'm doing enough. My mom is always like, you're gonna, that's, there's no need to live like that. Like, because I I asked my mom, I asked my mom and my mom was like, I was like, well, did you ever feel like you did enough? Cause you know what my mom did. Right. So I was like, well, that's. 10 million times more than I ever did, which yeah, is also you were, why I you were born in the seventies. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. But then I, I, I was, you know, and I know a lot of people who do like a lot of like frontline kind of social justice, very serious stuff. Right. They're always like in the line of fire. They're always, you know, and so it feels really weird for me to come from the background I come from and not do similar things. And I was like, well, did you ever feel like you did enough? And my mom was like, no, I never, ever, ever felt like I did enough. And she's like, so let me tell you, it's not healthy to like think of it that way. But then when I ask my godfather, who probably gave up a lot more when we think yeah. about where he's at, and I'm like, well, I feel like I've never done enough. And his response is like, good, because that's how you know that you're going to continue the work. And that's how you know that more work needs to be done and that your heart hasn't <sighs> become jaded. And so I'm just like, guys, you need, you need to like sort out your, I can't. Carmen, okay, Carmen. All right, Carmen. So literally, when you started talking, I was gonna be like, "What are you Catholic?" And then I was like, "No, wait, I actually, am. I am." Wait, actually. <laughs> and then, uh, number one, uh, number two, when you think about activism in terms of like your like your godfather and I don't know, your therapist, uh, in terms of your godfather and your mother and things like that, you think about the things that they've done and like the kind of activism they've done, but like they're different people than you. I know Even, that. Like for, to the core, like if you were alive the same time as your mom, you wouldn't have done what she did. No, because you're not that Absolutely kind of person. Not. Because no. there are different forms of activism. Not everybody's out here with a gun, Carmen. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I'm always like now in my head. Do I wish I was like the Punisher? Yes. Yes, but you're Would not. Would I be like him? 
unfortunately no <laughs> no for mo- a multitude of reasons one you're not getting wet in the rain no like two you're not gonna ha- well you gun maintenance too much work like i have to find the people i have to follow the people am i getting rid of the bodies like what's happening yeah um, it's too much work too it's much too much work. work too much work so much like falcon and the winter soldier do i wish i was like carly do i like do i hold that in my heart that i wish i was like her 100 percent? yes would i be more like sam um honey we're sarah oh we are sarah we're sarah we on the sarah. phone we're sarah on the phone being like um i didn't choose that captain america what america's never done anything for me why should i care about his mascot yeah. <laughs> we're sarah we're here we're trying to fix the boat giving kids lunches going on actual things i don't know why i called you honey i've never in my life called you that before ever but honey <laughs> Or Sarah. Oh, I know it's just one of those things where I'm like I'm never doing enough and so then I feel there's a lot of um what's the word I'm looking for what is it when you um when there's like too many people around you who are good or they're they're like doing amazing things imposter syndrome FOMO no so there is imposter syndrome but um fuck what's the word I'm looking for well like I have a lot of I, I have a, a lot to live up too there's big yeah, shoes but i again, feel like there are big shoes to fill if you prescribe to my view of the world <laughs> no there aren't that's fair that's fair it's fair and like hard. again making the world a better place is something i care about the environment is something i care about despite the fact that i'm like yo the planet is gonna die who cares at the same <laughs> time i feel responsibility to the world i live in now i don't feel that because nothing matters that nothing matters it's right. just that nothing matters you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I feel like it. someone needs to be high for this conversation, but like, it's the truth. Just because nothing <laughs> matters doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because pain matters. Fair. People it's matter. Um, yeah. Like, again, like that thing where it's like, I don't know how to explain to you that you, you should care about other people because you should. We are all part of the same species. We are all um, part of the same organism. We should all live together and figure out. We could be chill. We could like... As, as humans, as us- humans, we could be chilling on like a beach all day. The and Earth then, gave like, us everything we needed. Everything we and could we be, squandered we could it. Be, <laughs> we could be working like, let's say, doing agriculture stuff. Like, if we figured agriculture, sure, that's fine. But when, when, when men started being like, "Well, what if is my son the one who's inheriting this land?" Then we fucked. That's it. That was that was the that end. Was it. When done, like done property done. and marriage. No, if we were like, "Hey, how about we all as a community like grow our our food and like work together and we can find purpose and have jobs and do all these things," mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time we're chilling on a beach, we could have had that. We could just be sitting and in boats mm. on lakes. We could just be doing we could just be like caring about each other and building homes and eating food and we don't do and we're not we're not we could just be sharing we could just be sharing sharing we live on this planet for such a (laughs) short period of time we're these shitty meat sacks that die that get become brittle and then our knees can't bend then we we lose our minds and we (laughs) die and it's such a short period of time and we could just be sharing Sharing is caring, guys. <laughs> sharing, sharing is if, caring. If you can't come away from this with nothing, sharing is caring. We could just be sharing, but we can't share because now, if you share, then you lose. And then the, it's, the fact <sighs> that we live in a world 
where I can't just give people things. You and can they can't see somebody living on the floor, on the street. Free, the fact that we live in a world where somebody's freezing to death outside. It's freezing to death outside right now. It's 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 unseasonably cold right now. It's like snowing. Yeah, and it was and, warm the other day. There are people who are homeless who are in horrible conditions right now. But am I going out to give them everything I own? No, because then I wouldn't have it. Because we can't. <laughs> we we don't have a society that is set up in a way where we can share. No. And so it's also about creating these communities and changing how we view communities. Cause I recently, and whenever people try, they just end up in a smelly hippie commune. <laughs> well, I feel like when white people, when I'm white not people here. Do it. Listen, listen, we need to figure when out a way where we keep do it. showers. We got to keep the showers, <laughs> keep the showers, my friends, and we'll make it happen. Cause when white people do it, it doesn't go very well. Yeah, but I actually, like, yeah. I'm reading this book. It should be on my recommendation. I'll, I will look for it while we're talking, but there are different chapters on like self-governance mm. and like what self-governance can look like and like different ways where you don't need police, you don't need whatever. And it was basically this community in Barcelona or outside of Barcelona that was like, it was talked about how all ghettos are talked about, like, oh, all the criminals live there and blah, 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 blah. So, um, but the people, the anthropologists that went to study actually realized that it was like very communal living. So like if neighbors were elderly and couldn't do stuff around the house because the state wouldn't pay to come in and fix their places, they would fix them themselves. Yeah. So they would like, so they had like a system where like, oh, do you need gas? Great. Like, yeah, let me go get gas for you. Oh, do you need your, you know, garden? You know, do you need garden fixed or do you need your plants watered? Like, what do you need? Like they all helped each other. And then cops never came into the community because they didn't need to because they would never call the cops on each other. Like if anything was happening, they would sort it out as a community, but it wasn't even done in a way where it's like, we're a hippie commune. It literally was just the way the city was built allowed for them to have this communal living that just like stayed ingrained in the community. Um, Where like nobody looked at it as like, ah, yes, this is a political stance on, you know, anarchism and whatever. They were just like, nah, my neighbor needs something. So I'm just going to help him. Yeah. Which is like where I want us to get to. I'm like, 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 literally like, oh the dream the dream and it's like so hard to get to that because we live in a world where like they tell you that that's absolutely like how radical is it to believe that you Why guys would you can share, share with, with each someone other? else and also here's the thing there will always be people who are fucking assholes always and like literally always because they're and for those you can are, just run them out of the city anyway we are a social we are social species right mm-hmm. and there are people who it's like in the same way that right now there are people because they never experienced like um, they never experienced polio or smallpox or any of these things that they think that vaccines are terrible because they don't understand that the reason why they never experienced plagues before is because we vaccines? had vaccines, right? And so they grew up in a society with, where everyone for the most part was healthy. Um, and so then they don't understand discomfort or they don't understand preventative measures because they just don't understand if people are stupid. There are people in the society who very short society is set up in a certain way mm-hmm. that, oh, then I can just go out and be there for myself. Mm-hmm. But no, society only got this way because of the times that we worked together. Individual action has never led to anything good for anybody ever exactly <laughs> been a, it, literally everything good that we have is communal there's no such thing as a quote-unquote great man or like a, like there's they don't exist it's it is it is unrealistic it doesn't exist it never has it's mm-hmm. just the man who had his name on the patent maybe but even then and so it's just like 
these people who are fucking assholes, like when there's, especially when there's times of comfort, they just come out and they think like, oh, I'm the best. I'm just going to go out there for myself. And they're just going to care about themselves. And they're all going to become conservatives and just care about their own money and their own things and themselves and themselves and themselves. I don't know what a life they must lead, but I must, I do feel sometimes like being a sociopath is, must be a real treat. (sighs) Yeah. A real dream to only care about yourself. What does that look like? And it's, I just, I don't think I I've just, been like that since I was a toddler. <laughs> I, just, I, I just don't Yeah, exactly. It's like, they never stop being a toddler. And it's like, where do you think your fucking roads came from? You dumb asshole. Anyway, 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 we just, we messed it up guys. Sorry. We had a, yeah. bad, we, we had a chance and we fucking blown it for the last several thousand years. <sighs> Why are people, and also people will always, yeah, they'll just always be assholes. Because yeah. the thing is, a, a person who's like a thief isn't an asshole. A person who's a thief is born out of the necessity that has come yeah. from their existence. But a person who's an individualistic asshole is a fucking asshole. Actually, that reminds me. That movie, The Purge, mm-hmm. is such a stupid fucking concept. Because the it's like that, oh, <laughs> everyone's it, just going to rob everybody. Like, like, and murder everybody, and that's how you'll keep... That's how you'll keep crime down. I was like, first of all, the idea that everybody thinks like, oh, well, you're just like, we're all like inherently going to be criminals if we, like police are allowed, if we don't have police. And I'm like, first of all, police are criminals. So I don't know what you're talking about. And second of all, um, that's not how it works. Um, most people steal and do crimes out of necessity. So how about you calm the fuck down and get your shit together? But you know, this is this is just how they live. Um so yeah, I think the book I'm thinking of. Oh, did we want to do recommendations? Oh, absolutely. Let's do recommendations. Okay, so my recommendation is a book that is very, very good. You can buy it online. Uh, it is called "Deciding for Ourselves: The Promise of Direct Democracy," um, edited by the same lady who wrote "Rebellious Morning," which is the book that got me into my uh, grief activism work that I do or sorry, edited by the same lady who did that book. And basically it's a book about the different ways uh, in which people have been doing kind of like self-governance around the world right now, like modern day self-governance and what that looks like and how it worked. So giving you like tips and tricks essentially by showing you the different ways that different societies did it. So there was one chapter on like the, in Philadelphia when they had the, what's that thing they did with the 1% Wall Street? Oh, Occupy Wall Street. But they did it in Philadelphia uh, outside of like City Hall or something. Uh, So there was one thing about like the things that were going on in Philadelphia. And then the other one was uh, outside of Barcelona that I mentioned. And I'm only on chapter two. I just finished it. So the rest are coming. But there's a bunch of stuff about Latin America and self-governance and how like you don't need cops and you don't need politicians. And if you don't have politicians and you don't have a hierarchy in power, you wouldn't fucking have these issues. (sighs) Anyway, go ahead. My recommendation, um, entirely different. Um, (laughs) So there's a podcast called Newcomers with Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus. Magic. Uh So they did a season on Star Wars. Very funny. They did a season on Lord of the Rings. Very funny. Although that one did frustrate me because they just couldn't get into (laughs) it. And it was just like, I was like, how dare you? Um, Their third season is Tyler Perry. And I'm telling you, I I laughed so hard at these episodes. Like, (laughs) Tyler Perry movies are so funny. And I've only ever seen like one or two. But Carmen, we need to watch a bunch of Tyler Perry movies movies yeah they're they're great their first episode is about diary of a mad black woman which i saw when i was like 12 or something and when they were talking about it 
I remembered every moment. Yep. I'm not joking. I remember everything yep. in that movie, even like sounds and like, every- I remember it so well. And I saw it once when I was 12 and it's just so funny. They mentioned a calculator scene where Medea's like calculating how much. Yeah, yeah. And I could see it in my brain. And then I was like, well, was it that funny? I watched the clip. I'm telling you right now, it's the funniest thing I've ever dying, seen. Dying, dying, <laughs> dying. Medea, Medea, they, they, in another one of their episodes, they're talking and someone is like, we need to acknowledge that Medea is one of the greatest comic characters ever invented. And yes. they're, they're right. Medea is correct. fucking hilarious. And also Tyler Perry really does just disappear into it. Like Tyler Perry just looks He's like gone. a giant, He's gone. like a, a woman. giant woman. It's, just beautiful I think anyway which ones have i've watched diary of a Mac, mad black woman i've watched medea goes to jail and i think there's like another medea goes to jail there's like yeah, a medea medea, goes to jail. something yeah there's we gotta we gotta go we gotta watch all the medea ones so carmen and i have been watching all the fast and the furious movies which we need to funnily enough we did number one then we did five six seven i'm not sitting through two three four but there are so, two or, <laughs> no we're gonna watch two three <sighs> four eight so we've yeah. been doing it entirely out of order, as as Fine. you should. And uh, we need to watch all the Medea movies. Yeah, we're going to have to. So watch that podcast. Watch Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Or if you don't, look up Medea calculator, calculator scene, scene. <laughs> Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and enjoy two minutes of st- the stupidest, funniest stupidest thing you've shit you've ever, ever seen. seen. Oh, it's so good. That will that man owes you four hundred eighty million trillion dollars, three hundred eighty thousand dollars, twenty dollars, and and eighty two cents. <laughs> so good, it's so good. Uh, Ima- imagine that number was right. Imagine I got it perfect. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm playing. The, I'm putting that clip in. <laughs> Girl, that man owes you sixty four billion two hundred eighty three million nine hundred seventy four trillion five thousand and twenty dollars and eight. Two cents, and you need to get your money. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so if you would like to find us, you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for You on Instagram and Facebook, and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter. On and Twitter? if you, yeah, and if you want to uh, find me, I am Carmen underscore Maria four one six. For anything, any sort of grief related trainings that I have going on, or. Um, you know, any uh, pictures of cats I'm cat sitting and uh, weird political conversations about burning cop cars. So, I mean, you know, I think that that doesn't come up a lot, but it does it all the time, all uh, the fucking time. And you can find me at the CC Williams basically everywhere. I got that brand continuity and um, you can follow me for pictures of my cat. Um, all three of them. I have three cats now. My kitten <laughs> has integrated beautifully with my other cats. Everything's going great. Like weirdly, Isabel will chase her and attack her, but it's not that vicious, but it's like, it's like for, for context, my cat Isabel is the shyest cat in the world and is terrified all the time. And for some reason with this kitten, she's just like, I'm going to go after you. My other cat um, and Sophie, are they're in love. Huey and Sophie are in love. It's beautiful. It's pretty great. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, practice um, sunny nihilism, optimistic nihilism. Mm-hmm. Kill the fuck out. Please do not develop that hustler mentality. And just, There's like, no need. Rest. Nap. Just, like, be kind. <laughs> That's going to be our, like, mantra for every just be kind. episode. Just be kind. Just be kind.